Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Every week I begin with, wow, this was a wild week. So many things to talk about. Everything in absolute confusion all over the world. And you want to know something? I'm getting sick of saying that, but it's true. It's Every week is total disorder, total chaos. So many things happening, especially in this country, our country, especially the responsibility of Donald Trump. Uh, so where do I go? I have so much to talk about tonight. Let me say first, we're going to do a little traveling. We're going to start with Antarctica, New, then we're going to New Hampshire, Washington, California, Berlin, China, and end up hopefully in Key West. Let's start now with the New Hampshire primary. Uh, the, par- the polls closed at 8 o'clock. I just ran into my computer and my Internet set up here. I've been watching on TV in another room. And with about 67% of the vote in, it looks like Bernie Sanders is going to win by about five percentage points over Mayor Pete, who's going to be five percentage points over Klobacher, whatever her name is, uh, the woman. I, I've got a problem pronouncing her name right now. But uh, the mini, I think she's a Minnesota senator. Uh, she's really moving, let me tell you. Uh, and that's the way it probably should come out with this one. Sanders should win. He was strong four years ago in uh, New Hampshire. Uh, he's right next door to where he lives. Uh, he was expected to come out strong here, and he did. So he's going to end up winning, it seems, unless something dramatic happens. Uh, New Hampshire, and then they're off to Nevada. And after that, they're off to South Carolina. And then Big Tuesday. And that's where it's all going to fall into place where we can see things a little better, I believe. Joe Biden was coming in fifth, bad fifth, only about 5% of the of the vote going his way. As with uh, Elizabeth Warren also, she didn't do well, and she lives next door in Massachusetts. Biden did not stay for a party that was scheduled afterwards. He was on an airplane going to uh, the next stop, which is Nevada. He's really got to move his butt here, and in South Carolina, he's got to come out very, very big. Or it could be that after a distinguished career, he's not going to end up being president of the United States. Only time will tell. Uh, You know, all this is very amusing, because once Michael Bloomberg gets into this thing, everything else is going to change. Who knows who's going to win? I'm concerned we, we're going to go too long with the campaign. We're going to go too long with the selection process, which is going to hurt the Democratic Party ultimately uh, in the election in November. So that's the New Hampshire primary. Now, we talk about climate change. And you say, with everything going on, what do you want? To, why do you want to talk about climate change tonight? Well, I want to talk about Antarctica. Yes, Antarctica. You know, I did today it was 83 degrees in Key West, but there was a day last week it was like 54 degrees or 56 degrees in the middle of the night. Um, nighttime tonight will be about 75 here in Key West. So, you know, you go from cold to warm, et cetera. We're generally warm in the winter because of the Gulf Stream that comes up from the Caribbean, which keeps the, the southern, southern Florida warm. It keeps the Keys especially warm. Uh, the most parts of the United States today and for the past week, 
two weeks, have had snowstorms, have had windstorms, have had rainstorms, have had ice storms. The weather sucks. I mean, all over the northern country. And guess what? And the reason I'm talking about Antarctica tonight is they had a record temperature last week for the entire continent, a record temperature. Never been this high before in the history of keeping records, which goes way back with the, with the continent. The temperature last week, the record temperature in Antarctica was 64.9 degrees. 64.9 degrees. Now, that's a warm spring day. Uh, and when you hear those numbers, 64.9 degrees, think of those pictures we've been seeing on the Internet and newspapers and in magazines of sides of the icebergs just falling into the ocean because that's what's happening because of climate change. The one thing that uh, I found interesting today, though, was with the 64.9% temperature, not everyone is saying it's climate change. It seems the experts are pretty much split whether it's climate change or not. They can't figure this out. It's so unusual. 64.9 degrees one day last week in Antarctica. Which now brings me to something. And this is these are things. that The next few things I'm going to talk about. You should take heed. I've got, that's the only way I can say it. We should all take heed. We should pay attention to what is happening. What is happening in this country is deplorable. Roger Stone, good friend for life of Donald Trump, was convicted about two or three months ago, if you recall, and was facing jail time. Uh, there were four Department of Justice attorneys handling his case. Today, today, all four signed up, signed off, three refused to work it any further, and one totally walked out of the Department of Justice and said, I resign. Why? Well, the four had recommended seven to nine years in jail. In writing to the judge, these are the formalities. I do these things in federal court. They put it in writing and the reasons they're for. Uh, and seven to nine years. Well, apparently Donald Trump didn't like this. Roger Stone is his friend. So in view of what these four Department of Justice attorneys did, and they did this of their own volition because the pressure was on them, to withdraw that recommendation, which means they had to withdraw it in writing since it was submitted in writing and they refused. So they're out of the picture. And tonight, Attorney General Barr came on television and said that he was taking over the handling of the case. Attorney Barr, General Barr, is taking over the handling of the case. And you know he's going to do what the president wants because he dances to the president's tune. More and more, uh, especially in this last week, I heard several times uh, from different sources over the Internet and so forth and in my readings, that Barr, nobody knows. Attorneys don't understand how Barr can conduct himself this way. And many feel he's heading for a disbarment at some point. Maybe not this year, maybe after he's out. But what he is doing is so improper, so unprofessional. He should not step in and take over because now he's going he's to see that that proper document submitted to withdraw the sentencing recommendation of seven to nine years, and then they're going to say we don't want him to go to jail. And this, again, is Barr doing that which his master wants him to do. Uh, he's doing his bidding. So 
that's what's happening there, and that's sad. That's wrong. Justice is blind. You know, we used to worry about justice being blind. Now I worry about justice being justice, period. It doesn't seem to have the formality, uh, the quality, the need for that existed even 40, 50 years ago. We're amiss in this country, and we should be concerned. Which brings me now to our good president lying again, which I think we're getting used to his mistruths. Uh, we're becoming immune to saying, oh, my God, he lied. Well, how many times? In excess of 15,000 times or something, the man has lied. <laughs> in three years he's been in office, the New York Times is keeping track of this. Well, I wrote a blog this morning on this issue, and it's worthy of my talking about it again now. And I also talked about it on my uh, new podcast show every day, What Bums Me Today, B-U-M-S. In other words, what's bugging the hell out of me today? I called the blog, if the shoe fits where, and here's the story. Trump lies. Nothing new. Everyone knows it. Politicians have a way of saying things which will help their reelection. Social Security and Medicare has always been an issue. And if you want the vote of the elderly, you support Social Security and Medicare, especially today where we have so many elderly people in this country still kicking, still alive, and they want their Social Security and Medicare. Uh, Trump, in a tweet on Saturday, announced that his new budget that he was submitting to Congress shortly was for $4.8 trillion. That's a hell of a lot of money. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous money. I, it may be the largest budget ever. I don't know. It's gonna, he's going to have it out soon. Well, he, he submitted it on, sun, on Monday to Congress. And he said at the time on Twitter, I heard him. I think I'm one of those 72 million to get his tweets. I heard him. Many, many people heard him. Many people read what he said. And what did he say when he announced the size of his budget on Saturday? He said there, he made it very clear, there would be no cuts to Social Security or, or Medicare. And I quote, we will not be touching your Social Security and Medicare in the file 2021 budget. I repeat, we will not be touching your Social Security and Medicare. Nothing could be clearer. This was Saturday. So what happens on Monday? The budget gets submitted. Guess what? It's, it cuts Social Security. It cuts Medicare. It doesn't just cut these two things. It cuts them steeply, as has been reported, dramatically. The knife was put to them. Now, where the hell is Trump coming from? Saturday, he says, I'm not touching it, folks. Don't worry about it. Monday's killing it. Now, the, the, he cut a lot of things, a lot of social uh, welfare type things. But I'm only dealing with Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security and my cries tonight, my complaints. Now, this budget has to be submitted to Congress. They have to deal with it. It has to go to the Senate. I call them the do-nothing Republican Senate. The Republicans control Senate. Look what they, the Senate, look what they did with the impeachment proceeding. Uh, it was only two or three votes. If they had changed, Trump would not be president today. He would have been impeached. But they don't fight him. They do everything he wants, except for George Romney, it appears. Uh, 
they've 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 lost their their strength, their determination, their whatever's good and what they're supposed to be. They are afraid. Everyone seems to be afraid of Donald Trump. I can't understand this. I would rather not be the senator than have to suck uh, up, up to Donald Trump. Uh, it's just that way. You you either you got to be a man or you got to be a woman. You have to be a person standing on your own two feet and taking positions and fighting for what you believe in. You cannot kowtow even to the president of the United States. So the Republicans announced yesterday they will not be holding hearings on the budget. In other words, they're going to approve it as submitted. Now we go to the Democratic House of Representatives. Without questioning, that, without question, they're going to take on this budget. They're going to take on the Social Security and Medicare cuts. And I'm going to tell you right now, those cuts will never become law because the Democratic House has a sufficient majority. It's inconceivable to me that the House would permit cuts to either Social Security or Medicare. Just won't fly. Washington Post, the, the, the noted columnist for Washington Post, Dana Milbank, in an opinion piece in, Wash, in the Washington Times yesterday, made some interesting observations about the new budget. Okay, He opened with, his first sentence in his opinion was, and I quote, the budget reveals a tremendous fraud. The budget reveals a tremendous fraud. There was a meeting yesterday morning in the White House with the acting budget director, Russell Vaught, B-O-U-G-H-T, and the members of the press. And Vaught cheerfully began with, and you've heard this before, and I quote, promises made, promises kept. That's Trump's verbiage. I made you promises. When I ran in 2016, I made you promises. I keep my promises. All right, he wasn't going to touch Social Security and Medicare back then either. Uh, and he said, promises made, promises kept. Uh, now, that, that's not true because he's not keeping his promises. As recently as Saturday again, he said, no cuts to Social Security and Medicare. All right? So now vote had to explain why these cuts, whatever they are, they don't call them cuts, they call them reductions, were being made. And if you, it's going to be hard for you to follow. There's two of them. The first one's real hard. It's very hard. It took me a long time. I think I got it down. But this is the bullshit that's coming out of the Trump White House on why now. They feel they can do whatever they want to do with Social Security and Medicare. And their position is a solid one. They are not cutting either. He said it on Saturday, and he doesn't do it in his new budget. Even though the money being appropriated for Social Security and Medicare is significantly less than it was in the previous budget. Okay? Now, here's how it works. Yes, vote said, we're going to remove certain parts of, for example, the Medicare program. They're going to remove them. We're not cutting the program. We are removing them. Now, that's a fine distinction, and I don't even know what it is. Rather than call them cuts, which they are, and they've always been called cuts, no, we are removing certain parts of the program. And once those pieces are no longer 
part of Medicare, they can't be called a part of Medicare, okay? And then we can do whatever we want because I I know this is confusing, but this is what it boils down to in one sentence. I got it all worked out in one sentence. In simplified verbiage, the removed portions, remember they don't call them cuts, the removed portions would no longer exist. And if they no longer existed, nothing was really reduced. How do you like that last part? Once you cut them out, they're removed. And if they're removed, they no longer exist. And if something no longer exists, it wasn't really reduced. They're going ahead and then back. Do you ever hear of anything so stupid? I don't know who thinks these things up. This is horrible. All right. No, again, if it's removed, it's reduced, no longer there, so no reduction in benefits, and that's the way it is. You can't reduce that which does not exist, even though the reduction really came ahead of the position they're taking. Now, there's another approach to this thing that's simpler to comprehend and equally as strange. Uh, Social Security and Medicare are being cut. I'll use the term cut, not reduced. Uh, I don't care what term is used, but in effect it's being cut. However, so we're all going to get less. All of my good friends in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, your Social Security and your Medicare will be less beginning next year. Less. Your drugs are going to go crazy. They already went crazy this year. They're going to be worse next year. Uh, So here's how it's going to work. They're going to cut Social Security. They're going to cut Medicare. However, the baby boomers are really coming in big time in the next year. And so there are going to be more people getting older who, because of their age, will qualify for Social Security and Medicare. And because of the increasing enrollment, more people receiving benefits, it means that the cost of Social Security and Medicare will increase also because there's going to be more of them. Whatever the budget is, isn't going to be enough that they're going to cut it down to. They're going to exceed that number because of the increasing enrollment, the increasing participation in the new programs. So how do I put this? (laughs) No cuts are being made, okay? The beneficiaries, you and me, are going to receive less money. They're not considered cuts. And the reason is because since the cost is going to go up, that they're going to have to, the government's going to have to spend on Social Security and Medicare because of increasing enrollment, those numbers will exceed what's in the budget, which means there never was a cut to the budget because they spent more than they had planned on spending. Can you believe that? And during all this time, the beneficiaries to Social Security and Medicare receive less. But it's not a cut. Wow, these people are crazy. Okay. Vote was always of the opinion that cuts are, and I quote, good government reforms. I have an admonition to, and if I didn't make this clear, that's the clearest I can make it. It is confusing, but I think I got the points through. Now, my, I have an admonition to my fellow seniors, especially those who voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Beware. You were misled. Don't let it happen again. Vote Trump out of office. This is not a Democrat-Republican issue. This man's bad. He's destroying his people. He's destroying 
country. We can't let the, he's destroying the world. <laughs> we can't let this happen. And the only way we're going to get him out is to vote him out of office. Uh, Milbank, the columnist for the Washington Post, had uh, an interesting, uh, another interesting observation in this column. This has to do with the primary candidates, and he's right. He was of the opinion that the Democratic primary candidates are missing the point. And he said, and I quote, Democrats should be shouting all this from the mountaintops. Democrats should be shouting all this from the mountaintops. Instead, they are bickering over who has the purest form of Medicare for all. Think about it. They're bickering over who has the purest form of Medicare for all. And they're right. You should say, look, we're going to give you your Medicare. We're going to keep your Medicare. We're going to make variations on it, but you're going to have it. We're not going to cut it. Trump has cut it. And they should start that kick from now. Hit it and hit it and hit it again. All right. I, a lie is a deliberate mistruth. It's deceitful and false. Yet, and this bothers the hell out of me, the American people continue to buy the snake oil Trump pedals. They continue to buy the snake oil Trump pedals. I say to America, wake up, wake up. A lie is a lie, especially when it affects your pocketbook. So that's what I have to say for the moment with budget cuts, which now brings me to another lie. I mean, our president's terrific at this. I, 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 you know, I'm just trying to think, where in my life could I have, could, that, could anyone lie like this and get away with it? <laughs> uh, let's talk about HIV AIDS. Uh, about 10 days ago was World AIDS Day, and, and Trump and, and Melania went on television and he said, because of the money he had appropriated to fight HIV, to fight AIDS, okay, that HIV deaths were down. And he was responsible for it. He took credit. He takes credit for everything. Uh, and uh, he says there are fewer lives that have been lost, and I did it. My wife supported me in this. We did it. Well, I want to tell you what he did, okay? This guy's taking credit. In the new budget, he is cutting $1.35 billion from funding for global HIV programs. The president has cut $1.35 billion from funding for global HIV programs. $1.35 billion, $1.35 billion is 30% of the budget from this past year. He's cutting, my God, a third of it out. And he says, fewer lives lost because of me. <sighs> interesting line in Facebook this past week. Uh, very interesting. It's a one-sentence line I'm going to share with you, but it says so much. And, it, you know, we all have friends, and your friends write, and they make comments, a few words, a line, two lines, a paragraph. And this one... I, I, I liked it so much, I wanted to talk about it tonight, and I've talked about it also in my blog. i got to tell you in my What Bugs Me show, my new What Bugs Me show, because it's so good, it's so true. And you got to follow it, though. Everything's a little misty these days that we talk about when it comes to things that are in the public eye. I can't find the person who wrote this, by the way, so I'm plagiarizing. But this is what 
my friend, whoever that person may be, said on Facebook. O.J. Simpson was acquitted too. O.J. Simpson was acquitted too. And he was, do you recall? If he killed his wife and he killed the boyfriend, he was acquitted. But he did get his in the end. This is what the message was. All the line was, remember, O.J. Simpson was acquitted too. But he got his. He got stuck with a big civil lawsuit that he had to pay off. He may still be paying it off. And then he got involved in something in some casino where he did several years in jail out west. So he got his. This is what this person was saying. O.J. Simpson was acquitted too. Trump has been acquitted. And he's got more coming. Don't forget, he's got all kinds of investigations. I mean, the Southern District of New York, they ain't going to kowtow to anybody. Uh, I don't care they're under the Justice Department. And they got him for some big things they're investigating. He can't survive. They may not get him this year. They're going to get him next year, okay? And you have to appreciate New York State's after him. He only can't be indicted when he's president, or so they say. He can't be indicted under a federal violation. They're investigating him in New York State for all kinds of state, state violations, state criminal violations, which he could be indicted for now. Okay, how they're handling it, I don't know, but it's going to go. Something's going to happen. Which now brings me to, and this bothers me terribly, uh, Nancy Pelosi. State of the Union Address. You recall that during the State of the Union Address, Trump pointed out several people in the gallery who he wanted to be honored. Uh, One was a a Tuskegee uh, pilot from World War II. These were the black troops, black airmen who became airmen, officers and airmen, and went out and fought and had one of the best records flying around and killing off the Germans uh, than any other group in the United States Air Force. The gentleman he introduced was the only surviving member of the Tuskegee group, and he was 100 years old. Trump had promoted him that day to general, even though he was out of the service. Very nice. Trump pointed to him, gave him a big hand. Everybody clapped and stood. The man was to be honored. The next day or the day after, there's, a, there's a, a video on the Internet, and it shows Nancy Pelosi, while Trump saluting uh, this airman, she is ripping up Trump's speech. Now, we know she ripped up Trump's speech. She did it, though, at the end of his address when everyone was clapping for him. She ripped it up as if to say, this is so many lies, it's, it, it, it's not worthy of anything else. But the White House doctored up the video to make it look like she was ripping up his speech while he was saluting the black airmen. Now, that's bad enough. The White House doctored it. It was given to Twitter and to Facebook. Twitter and Facebook ran it. Pelosi advised Twitter and Facebook, doctored video, explained and showed why. Twitter and Facebook refused to withdraw the video or explain it. Now, why? Well, I think Facebook's in Trump's back pocket. you got to remember last year, early last year, my God, the federal government was all over Facebook's ass. Now, all of a sudden, Zuckerberg and, and Trump are friends. 
And I think that comes into play here. Tweet must be his buddy, too, because he's all over Tweet. Uh, all I know is this. It was wrong for Tweet, and it was wrong for Facebook not to withdraw it and advise that it had been doctored. Okay? They didn't. Something stinks in Denmark. Something smells. I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. Um, I am out of time. I'm down to 60 seconds. Okay. Uh, As you know, I do a blog every day uh, in the morning. You should read it. KeyWestLou.com. It'll take you two or three minutes. If you like the show, you'll like the blog. Uh, I've also gone back to doing a podcast I was doing daily, and for some reason I stopped two years ago. It's anywhere from one minute to ten minutes. And I take one issue that's bothering me, and I rant and rave. And I call that, I call the show, What Bugs Me Today? What Bugs Me Today? Uh, and you can find it on Facebook uh, under Key West Lou on Facebook. My Key West Lou site carries that uh, podcast every day. You will enjoy it. I guarantee it. That's the show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this show. I enjoyed doing it. There's so many things to talk about. I have things I haven't even covered tonight uh, that I must cover, at least two of them next week. There's, I want to cover them this week. They're so bad and so reflective of our, criminal, our society today and how we handle our criminals that it should be exposed, it should be discussed, and steps taken to correct these situations. Anyhow, glad to be with you again. Thank you for joining me. Look forward to being with you next week.